The following is rated S for spoilers. I'm saying there's plenty of videos of flying online. I saw one the other day that wasn't on Oprah. I didn't say Oprah. You said Oprah. You love Oprah. Like, all I'm saying is all that online is fake, low quality. Ain't nobody gonna get what we gonna get. What we gonna get? The shot. What shot? The shot. The money shot. Undeniable, singular, the, the Oprah shot. Hello and welcome to the Popcorn Hangover. My name is Alex and today we are discussing Jordan Peele's newest film, Nope. Uh, You may notice we have a bit of a different setup here today. Uh, Graham is out. He had to get a tooth pulled. So he is uh, struggling at home. But today I have with me my good friend Andrew Sexton to help me out. Andrew, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. Just, Just pretty good? Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm sitting outside. It's nice now, but it's been hot. Yes, it's been it, really hot. Yeah. It's been hot everywhere. Uh huh. <laughs> it's it's awful. I I just I was traveling this last week and I was hoping for like cooler weather or something, and it it wasn't. It was just as no. just as awful. <laughs> <laughs> where did you, where did you travel to? I went to uh, Pennsylvania to film oh, a wedding. That's cool. Yeah. Mm. So I was like, it's probably a little more humid over there, isn't it? J- uh, just just a little bit. Then yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just just a tiny bit. Let let's yeah. just let's just jump into it because this is a yes. this is a big movie with a lot to say, yeah. and yep. not there's not enough time in the world. So, Andrew, what <laughs> what were your thoughts on on Nope? Um, I left the theater kind of confused at the end, but I think overall I did like it mm-hmm. as a whole. It was definitely a different. It was still the same, like Jordan Peele type of movie like for you know from his last two with get out and us and stuff like that like there's still definitely that depth and the tone to it um but um i think overall i i really like that movie I, it was definitely less horror than i thought it would be i think that everybody thought it would be for sure mm-hmm. um but i think all in all it was definitely a different story i think it really tapped into uh, like the awe and wonder more than the mysterious and scary, which I really liked as well. Yeah. Um, and I honestly, I thought all the actors and actresses did really well in the movie. I thought that like the theater that I went to, they didn't really have like a very good sound system. So I was like kind of disappointed with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, always support independent theaters, all that stuff. Like that's all good, but right. I definitely don't think I got the full, effect of like the grand of like the reveal of what you know the ufo is and things like that either but that mm-hmm. was still one of those like oh that's kind of cool yeah and you kind of hear um you kind of hear one of the main characters at the beginning say something along the lines of like i don't think it's a spaceship i think that you know it's like that's the alien or something like mm-hmm. that and i don't think it really sinks in until probably like Honestly, like till you're well over halfway through the movie, you're like, oh, oh, that's what he meant. Right, right. Yeah, I did so, the exact same thing. It, yeah. it, it definitely took me like two viewings to really figure it out. Like mm-hmm. the second time through, like I, I don't know. I think it's just part of the brilliance of Jordan Peele too. Is just like there's all this stuff going on, and you you can see everything happening throughout the film. You don't know to expect it or like you don't you aren't looking for it like the cloud for example the cloud is there mm-hmm. from the beginning and there's other yeah. moving clouds or like you're seeing uh jupiter like practicing for his big event like there's all these things that are happening throughout the movie but you don't actually realize that they're significant until mm-hmm. 
until like a later viewings. Like, I think this is like one of the most rewatchable movies I've seen in a long yeah, time. Like I just, for sure. I would sure. watch it because there's so much to, to, to digest. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I overall, I was, uh, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, overall, I like, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. Uh, my first time going into it, uh, I had like really, really high expectations, especially for the horror aspects, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. So like leaving the theater, I was a little confused and like a little disappointed. But the second time through when I was going in expecting more of an indie sci-fi movie, like I I enjoyed it a lot more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why that is, but I just I don't know my having that like mindset, I guess I you go into yeah. like a movie with different mindsets, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm going to go into a Marvel movie expecting some like big dramatic to walk out of the theater, like being a changed person. Like I'm just there to watch <laughs> yeah. people like fight and do stuff. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know going into it, not expecting a horror movie from a movie that's been marketed as a horror movie uh, mm-hmm. made me enjoy it a lot more. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, I don't really, I think, what really threw me for the loop was the second preview actually. Like, yeah. uh, um, I don't remember what movie I went to go see. We saw the first preview for it and I was like, and they kind of, he kind of left that awe and mystery feeling right there. And you're like, Whoa, this is going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, you had your, you had your doubts that it was aliens or it was, you know, something else that was going to happen or whatever. Like he just kind of like left that up in the air. And then I remember, what movie was it? I don't, I, the first trailer I think I saw on the Batman. And then I think Sounds the right. second trailer. Yeah. I think the second trailer was it, was I it saw a Top Gun. Yeah. It was Top Gun that I saw the second trailer. Yeah, I think. So, and, uh, so, that was the one that I was like, wait, is this a horror movie? <laughs> right. <laughs> I get, I remember I leaned over to my wife. I said, um, what was that about? <laughs> Wait, and she hold was on. Like, I don't know. I was like, that was a complete and utter like tonal change from what the original trailer was. Right. Like, I don't know what they call that, but there's, you know, I've, there's a couple movies. The one that comes to mind is Phantom Thread. You see the preview for that movie and then you go see that movie and the preview would not like <laughs> explain at all and mm-hmm. do justice like to what the movie's actually about. And I wouldn't say it's that dramatic, but like it definitely was like a very big, weird tonal shift change to where I was like, I don't think this is going to be a horror movie. <laughs> right. But, but even then, like, cause I, I remember when I saw Maverick, I was by myself and I had this older couple next to me, like 50s, 60s, maybe. And so they're watching the trailer and about halfway through, like the wife just goes, nope. It's like, nope, we're not going to see that. And then, and then it <laughs> pops up and it shows a title and her and husband, <gasps> like they, 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 they yeah. were shocked, but like. It also makes, I don't know, people keep talking about, like, the brilliance of the title and how it has all these different meanings. And I don't know mm-hmm. if, I mean, Jordan Peele's a pretty funny dude, so he, he always just says, oh, I was just like, what would a black guy say in the situation? And he's like, they just be like, nope. And that, yep. that I do believe that just because, like, that's what that old couple did. They were like, nope, we're not going to see that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's just, yeah, Jordan Peele's a, a brilliant uh yeah, Nope was directed by Jordan Peele, written by Jordan Peele, starring Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Brandon Perea, Michael Wincott, and Steven Yoon, uh, released July 22nd, 2022, with an estimated budget of $68 million. Uh, this is the fun fact. Uh, so this is his biggest movie. But, like, I think it's interesting because it's his, it's his highest budget, but this almost seems the most, like, contained. 
of his other yeah. films. Yeah. I mean, it didn't take, I feel like it really didn't take place in that many locations either. It was just right no. there in the desert, like on the two farms, really. Like mm-hmm. they didn't really travel much anywhere. I mean, except for like the very beginning, they're the Hollywood studio. Right. Um, yeah. And then going back to the title and stuff too, like it was just so many times whenever OJ, the main character, OJ is just like, like the most more specific one, he's sitting in his truck and he, the rain stops and it's like over him and he just locks the door and goes, Nope. <laughs> and I'm like, that's exactly like, I think it's funny because like, if you classify this as a horror movie, the main character is doing exactly the opposite of what a quintessential horror movie character would do, right. which is I'm not going over there. I'm not doing that. Like at the beginning of the movie is dad because he didn't say nope and didn't look at the sharp objects from falling from the sky. Like mm-hmm. he like, I mean, that almost, I feel like in my mind would essentially save his life. Cause I don't know. I don't know if anybody else really notices or if you notice this, like it, the coin entered through his eye socket like the softest point in his skull, you know what I mean? Mm. So it's like, what is it like? I mean, that stuff was going pretty fast, but I mean, it was sticking into the wood and stuff. So it wasn't like phasing straight through the wood. It was just falling out of the sky. So like yeah. if his dad didn't look up, he might still be alive, you know? That's really interesting. So it's it's kind of like the thing from the, I mean, from OJ, the main character, he's just said, nope, from the very beginning, that was his, you know, that was mm-hmm. his role. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't realize that, but yeah, that's, that's totally and it kind of fits with like some of the grander themes of yeah. the movie too, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Here's a question for you, because uh, with a movie like this, like there, movies are subject, like are are art and art is subjective. Uh, mm-hmm. I have seen so many different interpretations of what what the meaning behind this movie is. I mean, like with Get Out and and Us, like those are two like they have a lot to say, like these really grand themes. Mm-hmm. What, what did you take away from this movie? Was what, like, was there like this big grand thing or was it, was it more like contained? I mean, I don't necessarily know if I would say it was contained. Cause it's like what you said, like even with us and get out and everything like, like with those two movies as well, like the more you watch it, the more the layers uh, I, every time I say that, I think of Shrek. Ogres have layered the more, like, the, the like layers of it. Like, yeah, it just kind of, like, comes undone and stuff. Like, I wouldn't say I cheated, but I definitely did, like, do a little bit of, like, like looking at, just because that's one of the things that I do after I watch a movie. I'm like, why this? Why that? Mm-hmm. And the cool part about that is, is almost like Jordan Peele, over time, slowly reveals more and more about his movies, but there's always a reason for everything. And, like, there a lot of intentionality behind everything that he does, I guess. So mm-hmm. it's like, why did it start with that monkey? What's with the floating shoe? It's not floating, but like the bouncing shoe yeah. in the middle. Like what's with the not making eye contact with predator, you know, like mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, but I don't know. I, I do think it had like an overarching theme with it is just like, I wouldn't say it's like animal rights at all by any means, but like, it'd be more like, almost like the machine, right? That would kill you. Mm-hmm. Like the, the thing in the sky wasn't an actual machine. It was, a, it was where I'm assuming this is like a spoiler, like with yeah, a yeah, spoiler yeah, just, podcast, yeah. we're going to spoil everything. Go, go for it. But like, like it, it was an actual living creature. Right. And mm-hmm. so, and so I guess like, um, what's the guy's name? Jason, Joseph Yoon. What was his character's name? Uh, 
I forget what his actual name is, but people just called him like Jupe, right? Jupe, like Jupiter. Yeah. Like, so he was the kid who was with, at the beginning with like the monkey and everything as the monkey's massacring everybody, right? What was mm-hmm. the monkey's name? Was George? Was uh, George? Uh, Gordy. Gordy. There it is. Gordy. Like, um, I don't know. I just feel like that's there's a theme right there with like just how I, it's almost like taming the wild animal, right? Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, it's still a wild animal and you can't control it. Right. So you put whatever metaphor you want with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that would just be the overarching thing is it's like these wild creatures. You cannot control it. You can mm-hmm. only go, you can only like do with it what it wills, but also you can only control it so much before it snaps. Or does something completely wild, like right. eat not the horse, but the entire crowd of people, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and which is kind of funny because, like, with with uh, with that whole thing, with uh, I have I have the character list right here, so I can because uh, I, I haven't gotten a chance to see it for the second time yet. I actually was wanting to, I haven't gotten to yet, mm-hmm. but Jupe was like he was on the set, right, and um, he saw this wild animal snap, and then he essentially turned around, did the same exact thing. And got himself killed in the end as well. Mm-hmm. So, oh, one observation my wife made was that at the beginning too, like Gordy didn't. All the people that he killed were the white people as well. So, I mean, Jordan Peele usually has a lot of like racial undertones with that. Yeah. But I mean, like you can't control that animal. I mean, we're getting down to that. White people can try to control a lot of things all the time. So, like, mm-hmm. there's that as well. But at, at the end of the day, too, there's a force that comes and it doesn't, you know, kill by gen maybe this is about global warming. This is what it actually sounds like right now. Like the climate <laughs> crisis, like, you know, white people try to control everything, but at the end uh-huh. of the day, there's this massive force that's going to come. And it doesn't discriminate, you know, like mm-hmm. COVID would people say with, with COVID and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't discriminate on race or class. It's fair game to everybody, you know, like, right. so again, I'm not trying to make it about one thing or another. I'm like, this is definitely like just a metaphor as a whole, to be able, you know, like, right. so it's, I don't know if it's specifically supposed to be one thing or another, but mm-hmm. you know, all things for this type of scenario where you're trying to control the uncontrollable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I know. It's interesting. It's interesting how you started that because I was, I had a friend who, who said like, those is totally about, uh, uh, animal rights, but his, <laughs> his, his, his reading for it was very similar to you. Like, yeah, like we put these animals in like, these situations where they don't belong or whatever and they snap and then we freak out and we get upset with the animal because we put them in a bad position. Uh, mm-hmm. When I watched it, like for me, like all I saw was like the spectacle. Like all I, all I thought about was how, you know, the, the siblings are, their entire goal is just to like, is to get the shot, whatever it takes mm-hmm. to get the shot. Um, and, just how they're in, in search of this, like of getting the shot and like searching for like the fame and the fortune that it's going to bring, like that's going to be their downfall. And then I also like, Mm -hmm. I enjoyed how like at the end, you know, it all is revealed. And then we have all these news crews show up and who probably got much better shots than them. And all she got was a little picture from a well and like how they discovered it. It was their thing, but like, they're not going to get any credit for it, which also, like, to go back to what you said with, like, all the racial undertones, like, mm-hmm. I feel like one of the reasons that the whole, um, even with the first trailer, the whole, like, the whole, like, you know, the first image, first video was ever filmed was of a black man on a horse, 
but no one knows the name of the, of the writer. They just know the the white guy who filmed it. Like yeah. it was that almost seemed like another undertone of like these two are like, no, we're not. Yes, we discovered it, but no one's going to. We're not going to get any credit unless we're the ones who actually go out and like get the shot. Yeah, uh, which yeah. is I don't know. It's one of those things where everyone. I feel like a lot of people have the same sort of explanation, but where that explanation takes them, like, you know, global warming, animal rights, spectacle, whatever, like we all like agree on like the same explanation, but what those numbers add up to is different for everybody, which I think (laughs) is interesting. Yeah. No, I can see that as well. That's what Hollywood's about, right? Spectacles. Like that's what movies are. That's what we go to the movies for. And watch and pay millions and millions of dollars every year to you know mm-hmm. watch all for the spectacle, like right. Which I think is kind of cool because I mean, that's I feel like that's what made it pretty good. Like I saw that one of his inspirations is like Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm-hmm. Like that movie, though, is about aliens. It's not. It, you know, it's 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 a long movie. I always forget how long that movie is, yeah. but like uh that has some like horror undertone elements to it that are kind of creepy, but that's more of the fear of the unknown. Like you don't really know, like are these good aliens Are these bad aliens or is it like, what's going on Mm -hmm. here? And like, I feel like where there could be a jump scare with that, it kind of washes away with more like awe inspiring, like with the mothership coming down, you know, and playing Mm -hmm. that, you know, the giant song that, you know, the whole classic scene from close encounter and the same thing with this movie as well. Like, I feel like there was definitely some horror elements where you're just like, oh no, like those kids in the barn uh-huh. dressed up like those aliens. Like that's, that's hilarious. He punched the kid in the face. That was so funny. Yes. And they're all like, hey. <laughs> and the best part about that was OJ. Like even when, um, what was Kiki Palmer's name in this? Uh, Emerald. Em- Emerald. Uh, it was funny. Cause when Emerald came over and she's like, oh, I'm going to go kill those kids. And he's like, no, nah, we deserved it. We stole their horse. Like <laughs> he was like, I, I, they scared me. It was touche. Like, yeah, I, yeah. We stole their horse. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do know some people would say, I don't know. There's just, a, I don't know. There's just a lot of that stuff. Like there's definitely a lot of horror elements to it that I did appreciate that. Mm. I was like, well, that's pretty awesome. Like the, the blood, um, yeah, coming from like you know coming from the the alien all over the house and stuff like that like mm-hmm. that was just like I was like wow that's pretty messed up like yeah. I don't know for so, me for me like the scene whenever they're they're getting showing everyone getting sucked up into the alien like just I'm not super claustrophobic but like watching that was just mm-hmm. like I don't know it was eerie and like I felt claustrophobic watching it yeah. The things just digesting them in there. That's all it is. Like mm-hmm. he's keeping them in there, and then I don't know. Like all the stuff falling from the sky is just excreting it. I guess like all the metal yeah. that's coming out. Can it choose what it's what's coming out of it? Like because there's blood, and I guess my theory was since it was trying to digest that fake horse, that's what the blood was from it instead of just the people. But also because I mean, like the first time it didn't do that when all the stuff was falling out of the sky and it mm-hmm. killed his dad. You know. So right. I was just like, why did it do it that time? But of course, I don't know. Yeah, there's know. yeah, there's just so much uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the thing that like really made, I don't know why, but like it really reminded me of Colossal with uh, Jason Sudeikis and uh, mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway. Have you seen that? I've seen the preview many, many times. I've it's, not watched it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that movie is uh, definitely way more like out there. But like, I don't know. For whatever reason, I just kept thinking of that movie while I was watching this, like, just the 
like aliens and all like just the comedic aspects i think of it uh yeah but like it felt like a weird indie movie where like at the end it's just like you don't know how how you got there like there's just some random thing happens because it's an indie movie like i was totally yeah. cool with the alien just being ufo shaped and then when it like oh i didn't expanded yeah, into like a towel i was i was confused with that so i my thing with that was i was like is that because it's a predator and it was trying to really hard for it to look at them so it had the satisfaction of killing them i guess because the whole thing Maybe. with that was like you don't look the predator in the eye right right so every time that he every time that oj didn't look at it it just left him alone which that part i guess that kind of confused me a little bit because i was like I don't know. Like, I mean, everybody in that crowd was looking up at it mm-hmm. as they were, you know, getting sucked up. So I guess it, I don't know. But that was my only reason why I could think of like it unfolding and looking like it did. You know? Yeah, that's just what predators do. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I guess. I thought that. I, I that was just like super weird. Uh, but it didn't ruin the movie for me. No. But also, like, we don't see it whenever he's trying to lure it from the cloud. Like when uh, there. Are, at the, uh, see, here we go. When Jupe, he's trying to get all the, uh, get every, show everybody like the new side attraction that they're going to do. And the horse doesn't come out and it comes over. They just look up and there's like, Oh, like, I guess that could be seen as it was doing the same thing then. Right. We just didn't get to see it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Th- Put it on a show. Maybe. That, that's, yeah, that's a good point. We just didn't see it. I don't know. Then. I don't know. Yeah. Would I don't know either. So, I don't know. This is, we're kind of, I'm kind of going backwards here. But, like, with, you know, there's all these different interpretations and stuff, right? But, like, I, w- I would say that, like, with anyone's big thematic thing that they're taking away from this movie, it's not quite as big as Get Out or Us. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I was looking at some of the numbers. Uh, so, at $68 million, this is, like, his, Jordan Peele's biggest budget this is like his first real like blockbuster like summer blockbuster mm-hmm. on in terms of like scale um us he was given 20 million and then get out he was only given 4.3 um and i forget who produced get out and gave him the money um but when they were asked why uh they why would they give a comedian uh four million dollars to make a horror movie uh they mm-hmm. said because f- with four million dollars you can make a movie about whatever you want. Uh, meaning if you give someone a, you know, a Marvel movie with $200 million, they're going to stick to a formula because they have to make that money back. Whereas yeah. with 4 million, when you're a big time movie producer, that's not nearly as much money and that's pretty easy, relatively easy to get back. So like yeah. you can take more risks with $4 million. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that like with Jordan Peele getting more money and having like making these bigger films, are you are you worried that like he's not going to be able to have the freedom to like to say what he wants to say um, as like he did with like Get Out or Us? I wasn't worried about that till you said that. Now I kind of <laughs> am. <laughs> like I mean, I guess I could see that for sure. Uh-huh. Um, I don't. I mean, I'm not one to say if that's why. Like with this movie, if that's mm-hmm. why he played it a little more safe than anything else because he had a freaking mon- monkey ravage a whole entire yeah. there were people sitting in the audience <laughs> said like i was like there's a monkey there's 
like mind you the monkey's fast and big but like he's concentrating on one person at a time so those people sitting in the audience were just literally just sitting there watching it happen like scared i guess but like it i don't know i just i think that i'm like he definitely didn't play up like the race aspect of it or anything like that like he normally did but Mm -hmm. also do you think people might have been a little tired of it third time around from him? Yeah. So getting getting people something a little different would help too. So I don't really know. I feel like it's a little too early to tell on that type of type of thing. It's just a you know, that's right. a what would they call it? That's his uh, junior movie, right? That's his mm-hmm. third movie. He's in his junior year of directing right now. Mm-hmm. Like it, you know, it's just he is he has successfully within three movies established his own type of style of directing uh-huh. and universe for mm-hmm. all that matters like that's pretty astounding like he's a very brilliant guy yeah if you were told me like 10 years ago that the guy from key and peel was going to direct some of yeah a the greatest horror movies of all time and be like some of the most like thought-provoking movies of all time i would have laughed in your face because like that's yeah that's ridiculous i mean yeah that's true his uh sketches are pretty awesome yes yes say the least <laughs> <laughs> So uh, to wrap, kind of wrap this up on on Nope and Jordan Peele, if you had to rank the, his three movies, how would how would you rank them? I don't know. For like, me, for me, it's relatively easy because I actually never saw Us. Um, <laughs> Us, I, I heard that Us was a bit uh, was a bit extreme, and it might have been a little too much for me. Uh, so, like, get out, get out is my number one, and then Nope is. Nope, second, and then us is just uh, defaults to third. Just dangling. Yeah, <laughs> mine would actually probably be us, get out, and nope, but not really? like in a, not in a like they're all good, like really good movies. It in says more way, about so. Jordan Peele than it does about the movie. Yeah, and so like, I just really liked us, like the creepiness of it, like mm-hmm. the whole story about it, like all the actors and actresses in it were just so good especially whenever they had to, you know, act like them op- their opposite selves and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I just really liked us. I like get out. is just still a pretty good classic and like still all around has a good story and everything. And I, again, like I really liked Nope, but like, I mean, if I had to pick, you know, the weakest of the three, like, I don't know. There's, I wouldn't even say it's the weakest either. It's just like, right. I just really like us. Something a lot. has to be last. Good. Yeah. Something has to be last. And, I don't know. That's even a hard one. Cause like, mm-hmm. Nope is pretty good. Like I'd even probably call it tied with get out a little bit, but like get out was That's just fair. so, like you said, like, it's just so it was different, mm-hmm. it, especially when it came out and the time it came out and everything like just different. So yeah. and it hit different. Both those movies hit different than Nope did, but I still really liked it. Like, again, it still gave me that sense of wonder and like awestruck, like even with this beast that's eating people, you know, and mm-hmm. like dropping things from the sky and killing people that way too. Like, uh, it was still one of those, like, cause I remember the first time I saw first encounters of the third kind, like it was just one of those, like, Whoa, that's crazy. And it kind of gave me that right. same type of feeling. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with everything you just said there. Um, but yeah, the reason I didn't really watch us was because it was, uh, like that one was like a pure, like horror, movie um and i am not uh i'm not a big horror movie guy uh i i I respect it uh i get it uh that's just not my thing and uh i realized recently that i actually like horror a lot more than i thought i did 
and uh, that's what we're going to talk about next in our next segment here. We're going to we're going to dive deep into genre and like what horror even is. Um, have I been getting it wrong this whole time? We'll see. <laughs> so uh, stay tuned, and we'll be right back. We are back. We're discussing Nope. Andrew's still with us, although he has a. Uh, He's 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 switched it up a little bit. He's he's now inside. Yeah. Yeah. Not nice yeah. lighting. I should have switched it up too and like gone over to Graham Spot or something. Just uh, you should have. Yeah. Just just to keep the <laughs> just to keep the vibe going. Uh, change your clothes and everything. <laughs> yeah. Wardrobe change. It's been two weeks since we last recorded. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. April Fool's. <laughs> so the reason I had Andrew on here, uh, as I kind of alluded to earlier. Uh, I know myself and I know especially Graham, we're not big horror people. Uh, I mean, you want to talk about like a Marvel movie? We can discuss that for days. Uh, <laughs> but like horror is not really, really our thing. I know Graham, uh, cause I lived with him for, uh, like a year and he's like, he's just in general, he's super jumpy. If anything, like there's a knock on the door <laughs> and he loses his mind and thinking that we're going to all die or something. Uh, for me, I'm not big into like the demon, like possessed kind of thing, uh, and I also just like don't really care for slashers. It's not my thing. Uh, but Andrew, I know that you like do like horror <laughs> marathons like every October or something, right? Oh yeah, I, my friend <laughs> Ty Hunt and I. He Ty lives in Georgia now, but uh, he uh, like I grew up. I, I used to be like scared. Chucky the Killer Doll Man. That was like the scariest thing ever. I don't know. I just saw like a flash of it. Like my dad's changing the channel, mm-hmm. like surfing, surfing the channels, trying to figure out what to watch. And he like stops for a second and you know, Chucky's on there. I was like dead to the world. I was so like <laughs> freaking scared. I was like, ah, and then I just remember one time I was like, you know, I should just watch the movie. And I kind of watched it, realized it was, you know what it was. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know why I'm so scared of that. And that kind of just was like the snowball. The little push to the snowball effect to get could get me watching horror movies all the time. But yeah, like um my friend Ty, he he was like, you know, we should do like a list. It's like called Spooktober. And we started off this is like I think we did this started doing this in like twenty sixteen or something like that. Mm-hmm. We just list out all like and we'd have our own individual list of just thirty one horror movies, one a day in that month of October, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, like at the end of it you're like Oh my gosh, I'm so desensitized to everything. Uh-huh. Everything's all bloody and decapitated everywhere. I go to sleep, I can see it all. Like it's just <laughs> a, it's an experience that I will try to convince people to go on with me, but I never recommend. <laughs> okay, okay. I would not say I am an expert in the horror movie genre, but I have I have watched a lot of horror movies. <laughs> you, you know, you know immensely more more than I do, and that's yeah. and that's all I care about. Uh, yeah. And I don't know, just for some context on, on like this conversation, I was talking to uh, a listener of the show, his name's Pablo, uh, so shout out Pablo, if you're watching, um, and he, he was like, dude, like, why aren't you talking about more horror movies? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm, we're just not really, we're just not into it, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, I can't say much about them because I just don't, it's not my thing, uh, yeah. and, and he was like, you have to, like, he gave me a list of like five horror movies, and of those five, I had seen four of them. And the only one on there I would consider a horror movie was Midsummer. Um, okay. Which. So we have some def- def- differing opinions on that one right there. I, yes. 100% yes, a horror movie, but I don't. 
I don't even know. I remember so, when I saw that movie in theater. So it was like. So for me, I knew I knew nothing about Midsummer going in. All I had seen was that it was a really great movie, and I'd seen like some stills and things from cinematography pages yeah. or whatever. So I was like, okay, cool, I'll watch Beautiful. this. And I was expecting like some Greta Gerwig feel good movie. Um, <laughs> and then no people context. started jumping off of cliffs. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, and then you see them splatter on the ground. Like, yeah, and I was like, no. Oh. I went in. I went in under the context of this is a sequel or whatever to Hereditary, one of the scariest movies I have ever seen in my life. And I wouldn't even uh-huh. say it's like there are definitely movies that will top that. There's some. I will say I have hit my limit with some horror movies. Like, and I'm just I kind of refuse. Like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. It's mainly like the. Um, I don't know, like. Slasher's fine. It's it's like the bottle bodily horror. There's one called Swallow. I have never watched, and the girl just swallows things. She has, that's what her fetish is. She just swallows things, razor blades, everything. And I was just like, okay, nope, not gonna do that. There's another one. I the name escapes me right now, but it's essentially this lady is she got bit by this bug or whatever, and she's slowly turning into a zombie. So like from pulling nails out, screaming to hair mm. coming out in chunks and screaming you know like yeah. peak parts of her body and i was just like nope not watching that and the second one came out and i was like nope i watched it i watched the first one but i was like i'm not watching mm-hmm. the second one like i don't know human centipede is probably pushing it a little more but i can do like you know like saw movies and stuff like that that's fine yeah. like <laughs> yeah I, I don't know like just like like so this list that he sent me uh, like on there, he had Silence of the Lambs, which is one of my, it's probably like my top five, but never yeah. once have I really considered it to be a horror movie, like a mm-hmm. thriller. Sure. But I, I never would have thought of that as like horror or get out is another example. Um, that's yeah. not super horror to me and bring it back to the episode. Like, nope is another one. Like we said, I feel like it leans more sci-fi than it does horror. Like, how would you define horror, the horror genre? I feel like it's, I feel like there's broad generalization. It's like, has to involve, you know, trying to overcome some sort of evil entity of some kind, whether that be a spiritual being, a monster, or beast, or whatever. Like, you Animal have to Walker. overcome, yeah, like that. Like, mm-hmm. you have to overcome that. Like it, there doesn't necessarily have to be a complete, you know, like good versus evil mentality, but there's like the, you know, I don't want to say like survival type of stuff too. I mean, there's survival horror as well. Like, so it's not right. necessarily all that, but like, I feel like there's something like having to understand or overcome some sort of evil that at the end of the day, you may or may not actually overcome in the first place. Okay. I think that would, I think that would be my rough my rough thing. I did. I did try to look up like an actual, an actual definition or whatever, and like we're talking like Wikipedia or something. Like, yeah, I was uh, actually just like looking, like yeah, looking that up here. You can you can read that if you look that up. Uh, I mean, if you I have it already mind. pulled up, then 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 go for it. A horror film genre seeks to elicit fear, disgust in its audience for entertainment purposes often explores dark subject matter, may deal with transgression topics or themes. Broad elements include monsters, apocalyptic events, and religious 
or folk beliefs. So okay. I, I'd say I have learned over the years my favorite subgenre of horror is like it's the monster movie, but not more specifically they have to be like out in the wilderness, like you know Blair Witch okay. Project or yeah. you know there's there's a bunch of them out there. There's uh there's a Willow Creek about big that's like Bigfoot like found mm-hmm. footage one. All the ones with, it's not specifically found footage. Just those like two happen called, to be. <laughs> yeah, those two happen to be. There's another one called Relic, which is really fun. I do like demon movies. Demon movies are pretty fun. <laughs> but that also goes into my you know like childhood fears of things that seen flash on TV or whatever mm-hmm. you know like. I guess with that, that would be like the church background where I'm like demons. That's kind of that's kind of cool. Like, <laughs> see, see, I'm the opposite. Like, demons, like, no, thank you. I'm okay. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll stay away from that. I don't know. Like, I mean, The Exorcist. That's a pretty. That's a pretty good movie. I mean, that's the one that kind of like got the horror genre to where you know mm-hmm. the inspiration that everybody puts. And right. honestly, I could see why. Like, even watching that movie now, like so many years later like it still makes you feel uncomfortable and i think that's kind of cool that a movie could elicit that even decades later you know yeah yeah that's why people go see these horror movies it's the fear of the unknown like you don't want to watch it but you do you know like you want to see what this monster is or how these people survive the worst week or month of their lives Mm -hmm. (laughs) although i will say like the conjuring and stuff I never, I never understood in like demon possession movies, like how at the end I'm like, so what happens after <laughs> you all just go back to normal? Your yeah. mom tried to kill you. And she was like, it didn't look like yourself was speaking in like five different languages. You're just okay with this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you at Thanksgiving, mom. Yep. Yeah. Exactly yeah. That, that. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that's part of why I don't like it just cause like some of it is so illogical, like, or like there are just so many things that are like just left in the air. Cause I mean, if you listen to any episode of this show, like, a lot of the things that we attack are like continuity and things like mm-hmm. that. Like, I don't know. That's just my thing. I, uh, I, I struggle to watch things where it's just like, yeah, you have to accept this because that's how it is. Uh, I don't know. Yep. I, I need explanations for everything, which might be why I like Jordan Peele so much because like we were saying last time, yep. like there's, you can, you can really see all of the things being played out yeah. very I, subtly. I even said it too. I said, yeah, like there. For Jordan Peele, at least there is a reason for everything. Kind of like Stanley Kubrick and all mm-hmm. of his movies, like the labels of the, you know, tomato paste, like facing outward. It's all the same thing. It mm-hmm. shows, you know, like it's all very intentional. And he's it, like, it is kind of phenomenal with him too. Like three movies in, he's already up there. Like you're saying, like Quentin Tarantino, Stanley Kubrick, yeah. all those people is pretty awesome. But I also think too with Jordan Peele, like what makes him such an effective, like, horror writer is not necessarily like he's he's definitely pulls like race and everything into that which is scary to a lot of people you know Mm -hmm. like so like i feel like in context like it with get out like it might not be as scary but like for you know some other people it could be like you're like that's my nightmare Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i'm not doing that yeah i I remember i watched it with my dad and i i was like oh that was a really great movie and i went to bed and like he didn't sleep all night because he was (laughs) terrified (laughs) oh geez that's it's awesome because a a movie could invoke that type of feeling from you and like make you think about that but also you're just like oh no i remember that i remember watching some scary movies and i'm like Oh no, I can't sleep. <laughs> I, I I've never I never been like that, but I I do remember when I watched Science of the Lambs for the first time. I thought it was a great idea to watch it late at night 
when my roommate had left for the weekend. And so I was just nice. by myself. The door was behind me. And so like throughout the movie, I would just like just casually, like I'm not very jumpy, <laughs> but I just, just kept looking behind me. And then after yeah. it, like I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to go walk around for a little bit. Cause I can't, <laughs> I can't just like sit yeah. here and not look like, see what's going on behind me. I need to like make sure my surroundings are okay. Even though it was so, just a movie. And I know that. Yeah. I want to challenge you. You're okay. not going to, you probably won't even do this, but okay. my favorite horror movie of all time is house of the devil. It's okay. so good. Okay. So good. I just want to challenge you to watch it. Okay. Because I think cinematically and everything, I feel like it is, it's very good. Like the way everything that they did with it, I think it's a movie from 2012, I want to say. Okay. But like the cinematography on it is so good. Like uh, the character, like the acting and everything is really good. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say so, so good, but it was it was really good. Just everything about it. I think you'll really enjoy the experience of it. Okay. All, all I'll say is like the last 10 minutes, just, you know, buckle up. That's all. <laughs> Just the last 10 okay. minutes. I mean, so. you're calling me out of my podcast. I feel like I have to, I have to accept the challenge. This now. is why I wanted to do it. You need to accept <laughs> this it. Was, <laughs> this was all a part of your you're plan. Like, yeah, uh, you're like, this is a horrible idea. Having Andrew on this podcast. Why did I do He's this? What am I again. doing? Graham, why did you get your truth pool today? <laughs> yeah, well, that's my challenge to you with that one. But okay. I, that's my favorite horror movie. I don't, I don't want to talk anymore about it because I want you to see it. Okay. Because it is, it's, it's good. Hey, this is future version of Alex, who is currently editing the podcast. Uh, I've been challenged to watch this movie, and so uh, I'm going to, and I'm probably going to make Graham watch it too, uh, even though he is going to fight me very hard on it. Uh, yeah, we're going to watch this movie, and we are going to post our instant reactions over on our Patreon at patreon.com slash thepopcornhangover. Uh, it's going to be a part of our exclusive show for Patreon donors called The Parking Lot Talk, where we give our instant re- instant reactions of things we just saw. Uh, so make sure you go check us out on Patreon for that. But also, if you want something a little quicker uh, and you're loving this conversation with Andrew, uh, we like to keep our shows at about an hour, and Andrew and I talked for a lot longer than an hour. Uh, so if you want to get the full version, uh, the full mostly unedited version of today's episode, uh, make sure you head over to our Patreon again, patreon.com slash popcorn hangover. Uh, it'll be in the show notes. Uh, so yeah, go check that out. Uh, back to the episode, but yeah. So defining the horror genre, how would you define this horror genre? How about I'll, I'll get back to that. Go back to me. So I mean, that's probably why I want to have this conversation. Cause I don't, I don't know how I would define it. I mean, clearly it's not like what, the broad definition is right. Cause I, I just don't consider anything to be horror unless it's like a slasher or something to do with like possession demons and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I guess if I had to define it, it would be, uh, you know, images and images and ideas that are designed to invoke horror. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm using, I'm using the word in the definition, but I think it, yeah. <laughs> it I think it, it, it's fine in the, in this context. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, and I, th- what I, what I've discovered like when I was talking to Pablo about it and just diving in a little deeper, uh, because I came to this realization that I've been misdefining horror, um, is like the, the movies that I, I wouldn't have called horror, but he, he did. And if you look it up, they're horror movies. Like the yeah. thing that I would call them is a thriller. Like where, mm-hmm. 
where's what, the what line? What was his top five movies? What was his top? What was that? What was the five movies that he had you watch? He gave mm-hmm. me The Witch, The Lighthouse, Hereditary, and Midsummer. Um, he went all artsy. He went all like he cinematography he heavy, like very and, artsy. Like and and the and the one that really like blew my mind was The Lighthouse because I would not. Yeah. I would have called that a psychological thriller, but mm-hmm. when I I look it up and I saw horror was number one on and I just what is the lighthouse genre horror is the first thing that pops up, and thinking about it like, yeah that is that I mean, even with my definition that is a horror film because it's playing with this idea of being stranded on a lighthouse with with somebody and like you know a psychopath named Willem Dafoe <laughs> yes right like Jeez. yeah like that is a Jeez. horror movie but but watching it Him I and Robert Pattinson were so good in that movie, movie. was amazing <laughs> amazing uh but yeah like that that's a horror movie that I've seen and I really enjoyed but I never in a million years would have called it a horror movie until he pointed it out to me so I me and one of my friends made a um a way of like I don't know, scaling how scary a horror movie is just for like people to be able to understand. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just more like, you know, getting into a water, you know, getting into a pool, like you have your toe dippers, you know, your toe dippers and stuff like that. Like, you know, like goosebumps. Are you afraid of the dark? Even like the current, are you afraid of the darks or whatever the goosebumps show, or even like the movies that they've come out with, like, like those are all like toe toe dippers, you know, mm-hmm. like you're just dipping your toe in the horror genre and you're just getting out. That was it. And you have like, you know, your ankle deep, your knee deep, your thigh deep, you know, waist deep, neck deep, you know, over your head. Hereditary uh-huh. is definitely an over your head, like very scary movie, mm-hmm. but like cinematography wise is up there with all those, all five of those movies that he put. And like, yeah. that's, I'm not challenging you to watch this movie because that <laughs> movie has still one of the scariest scenes I've ever seen in a scary movie. Okay. Like I remember I was sitting in the theater and it was happening. I was like, I'm never gonna get that image out of my head. <laughs> and it was awesome. I don't know why it's awesome, but it yeah. was <laughs> yeah. but like it. I mean, honestly, like in comparison to like insidious or the conjuring movies or anything like that, like I would mm-hmm. say like you could definitely watch midsummer and like it, still horror but like it's not like scary horror you know yeah i don't know how to describe that definitely thrilling to say the least yeah but so like where would you draw that line because like for example like seven that that's a thriller (laughs) it's definitely not a horror movie like yeah like what's because even like thrill and horror i feel like thriller and horror like are just kind of hand in hand Mm -hmm. like is there well, so I feel like thriller movies are meant to keep you on the edge of your seat, like mm-hmm. to really have that sense of, you know, give you that uneasy, like not necessarily uneasy, but like it's thrilling. Like you're like, what's going to happen next? And it's keeping you on right. the edge of your seat and you don't know what's going to happen next. That's why, you know, like Christopher Nolan style, like what? Or, mm-hmm. you know, like M. Night Shyamalan, whenever he would do good twists, like <laughs> <laughs> you're like, what? I don't know. I just keep you on the edge of your seat, I guess for thrillers. Mm-hmm. And I guess with the subgenres, I feel like that really blurs those lines of like, what is horror and what is not. Right. Um, Cause I mean, I know what you're saying, like silence of the lambs. I think it's only because she's trying to catch a killer, which is a human, which I mean, like I that's definitely a horrifying thought, like Hannibal Lecter but as an idea thrilling. is horrible, but yeah. it's more of a thriller. Like, mm-hmm. w- w- just to take it further, like where would you draw the line between horror as an overall genre 
and horror as an element. Because, I mean, like you were saying earlier, like you have Star Wars, that's a sci-fi movie, but there's also action and adventure. Like there's different elements of things. I think yeah. I would almost call Nope a, sci- a sci-fi movie with horror elements. Oh, yeah. Like, Yeah. Oh, no, I would... That's what I was going to get with Nope was like, I don't, I mean, let's see. I'm trying to be careful with my words because I'm sure there's a lot of horror fans out there like, <laughs> you don't know anything. What's wrong with you? And I'm just like, I, I don't know anything. But we like, get I roasted on Nope-a. a weekly basis, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't call Nope a horror movie by any means. And I feel like Jordan Peele even saw that and tried to warn people with that, with that second preview, you know? So like. Mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs, I would say it could definitely be argued that is a horror movie, but like, I guess where I would draw that line is if it doesn't have, I mean, hmm, how do I put this? <laughs> I feel like I would, I would tend to lean towards you. If it doesn't have the, the quintessential, like you have uh, the person who's trying to overcome this evil entity and the evil entity has to be, you know, a monster or a demon or a vampire or, you know, like whatever you want to call it. Like, I feel like then it's done. And then it it should, you know, like it's not like, I don't know. Silence Lambs definitely not true crime, but it kind of leans the border of that. If it was Mm -hmm. a real story, then it would be more true crime than it would be horror. It'd be a, you know, thriller about that, you know? Right. So, Cause I, yeah, Silence of the Lambs, like it's just unnerving to watch, but it's definitely not like cover your eyes. I'm so scared. But some people, right? It's kind of like Mexican food. Whenever you live in Mexico, right? Like it's <laughs> like people say, is that spicy? And if you really like that food all the time, you eat that food all the time, and you chomp, chomp on jalapenos, that's not going to be the right person to ask either. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there'd be some people that'd be like, "Is this movie scary?" And I'm like, "I'm not a good person to ask." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> But that's, yeah, I don't, I don't that, know that's really a fair where point. I'd, I don't really know where I draw the line really. Cause I mean, I know it, it is cause I mean like you could even say that like this is a thr- thriller horror and mm-hmm. thriller is the main thing in it. It just, you know, has some horror stuff to it. Like, right. like stranger things. I think we talked about stranger things earlier, not like in the podcast, but like mm-hmm. just over text, like the first few seasons, like uh, the first three seasons, that was it had some horror elements in it, but it was more sci-fi. I'd say the third season probably has some more um, horror aspects to it with that weird, like the, oh man, what's it called? The the mind flare? The mind flare, but it was that dog in the hospital where it was all nasty and made up of yeah. all the people's dead mm-hmm. body parts. Like that was one of the things that I was like, that's awesome. Like that was definitely some horror element there, but then the fourth season just caked it on with people's eyes horror. getting sucked out of yeah. the skull. Like right in the first episode, you're like, whoa, what? Uh-huh. Chris, Chris, you wake up. <laughs> I don't like this. And so I was just like, whoa, like this is awesome. And I don't know. I don't know why they chose to go that hard with it. Probably because it's, you know, second to last season. Yeah. I, I have, I have one final question. That's kind of, it's on the topic of horror, but it's not really, like, I don't know. It's it's kind of on topic. Uh, I was having a very philosophical discussion with, uh, I guess you call him a coworker, uh, and he was talking about how like people love to be scared. Like the horror genre is one of the most successful genres that there is in terms of making money. People love going mm-hmm. to roller coasters, which are designed to 
tell your body that you're in danger. Um, everyone, you know, has these, I don't want to call them fantasies, but like these daydreams about like, Oh, like what would I do in like this terrifying situation? Right. Uh, like mm-hmm. what, what are, what is our obsession with being scared? Cause even like both of us have talked about how, like we watch these terrifying movies and we were terrified and they said, cool, like, let's go watch another one. Like <laughs> why, <laughs> what, what is now it? I'm going to stay up all night. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing it to myself. <laughs> yeah. Like what, what is it about like horror that like we're just obsessed with as a society or you just, you personally would probably be it's an like easier the fear way. of the, it's the fear of the unknown. I think mm-hmm. is what it is. Like, like to add to that too, like, yeah, horror, horror movies have started to become really successful, but like, I, I love saying this because it also contradicts itself too. Cause you have, you know, the Halloween franchise, we have nightmare on Elm street or like, it has all these like really like non-original entities in it, but I still think it's producing some of the more original content. That's not just based off books and uh, mm-hmm. remakes of other movies. It does that's do remakes of, mo- of the movies, but like, I feel like they tell some what of original stories, even yeah. if it's folklore that you've never heard before, you know? Like the Babadook, whoever thought about that? <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Or you know James Wan and everything like that. But like, um, I think it's just the it's the, for me it's just the fear of the unknown, I guess, and like wanting to face that almost. Like mm-hmm. we want to see these outlandish things that we could never think about that we only hear in stories that we're like, well, that would be scary, mm-hmm. you know that. You know, the Bible idolizes some, not idolizes per se, but like you know you hear all these stories of like demons getting cast into pigs and tossed and then the pigs run over your, you know, like demons getting expelled from people and stuff. And at least with those demon movies, it's usually like a whole like good versus evil, like mentality, you know, God versus Satan type of battle. It's like, mm-hmm. you want the people to, you want the people to win the people who are performing the exorcism and stuff. And, but at the same time, you're like, you're not rooting for the demon, but you're like still looking between your hand, like between your fingers. And you're like, what does this demon look like? And then you see it and you're like, Oh no. Like, yeah. Why did I? So, I don't know. Like, then there's just some things that you just don't want to see there. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what, that's what it is. It's the fear of the unknown. It it is what it is. <laughs> I you know what I like that. I mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm gonna go with them. People ask me about horror movies. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna steal that from you. Fear, fear of the unknown, like the Cloverfield unknown. and stuff. Um, ironically, like you don't necessarily get any answers in that movie, right? Mm-hmm. Then, but like. I mean, you kind of get some answers contextually, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, but like, other than that, like, you don't really get any more than that. Like, why did it come there? Did it mm-hmm. just crash to the earth? Who knows? Like, right. Will it come back? Who? Maybe. <laughs> like, <laughs> is it really gone? Like, it, it's like the. Ring. Does the studio like, want to make another one? <laughs> we don't yeah, know. Exactly. Exactly. I mean. At the end of the day, with that, if you could tell really quick if the studio wants to potentially make another one later, like mm-hmm. there's no. But also, like I think that kind of plays into the horror elements too. Is that you can't, like the the entity can make you think you have defeated it, you have this happy ending. But at the end of the day, have you really defeated it? Is it really there? Like the strangers that movie that really gave you a really bad sense of you know you have home as it's comforting. Nothing can really get you when you're at home it's a safe mm-hmm. space and that movie just completely destroyed that <laughs> like oh you're at home alone relaxing well these people are going to come in and torture you just because like all right so <laughs> that one I, I will not be watching <laughs> yeah that movie was fun 
So Andrew, yeah, definitely that. Do you have any final thoughts on, on Nope, on, on horror genre, anything, any final thoughts on any of the things? Definitely go see Nope if you haven't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. That's definitely one thing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give some advice and say, go see an IMAX. I haven't seen yeah. it in IMAX, but from what I've heard, like Man. Jordan Peele didn't just do IMAX for the sake of doing IMAX. Uh, yeah, most of the shots where he actually uses the 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 full IMAX screen and everything, like we're on mm -hmm. shots where he's uh, like they're showing the sky and they're looking for the alien, and like especially on an IMAX screen and like seeing that extra few pixels like going up like it just really emphasizes the vastness and just yeah. the again the fear of the unknown like the terrifying what is in the sky kind of element uh so yeah yep. definitely see it in theaters if you haven't already yeah it's yeah I, I definitely i think i want to see it so the second time in imax because that was mentioned like he since he was saying like you know um i'm trying to find the list but like it Close Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, Signs. Um, those are two movies that he mentioned specifically for like some, and like Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's like an epic movie. Like, and mm -hmm. I'm sure that's kind of like the uh, like I was saying, and when we were talking about Nope, like the awe inspiring feeling that you get when you first see the UFO, and even if it's just like behind the clouds and stuff, you're still like, whoa, like that's crazy. And then the first time you see it just fly over everybody, and you're uh -huh. just like. Like I think, and so for sure, Graham leaned over me when you're watching it. I guess he hadn't seen a trailer. And was like, "Wait, is this about aliens?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go into mm -hmm. it with an open mind, especially since it's not as scary as. I mean, after listening to this, you know it's not that scary. Um, <laughs> yeah. But definitely watch that and just pay attention to the themes and stuff. Like it's just really, it's all around a good movie. And then just in general, like. I'm going to go ahead whenever I make my spooktober list with the all 31 horror movies this year, I'm going to forward that to you. You can forward that on to people. Oh, please, like it, please. We're definitely going to do that, that way. Yeah. You could, you give that to some people or whatever. Uh -huh. I think that would be uh, like, I don't know. I've been wanting to share, you know, spooktober with people, a lot more people. I just think it's a really fun thing. And it doesn't even have to be like, you watch one horror movie a day. Like, and it doesn't have to be like super scary horror movies mm -hmm. either. Like I'm pretty sure Halloween town is on there a couple of times. Not, not a couple of times. But it has to be at least once. <laughs> and, you know, like, uh, like, uh, Hocus Pocus and mm -hmm. those other fun, like growing up, you know, Disney movies, non Disney movies and stuff that you grew up watching, like Halloween right. tree and stuff. Like, that stuff's on there as well. But like, I definitely try to put some like pretty, like sometimes some pretty wicked stuff that I know I haven't <laughs> seen yet or, um, but definitely watch horror movies. Give people, you know, don't, don't let those fall the wayside. There's definitely a lot of good ones. There's definitely a lot of not scary good ones as well. And I, I feel like too, it's kind of like, you know, whenever people play scary video games, right? Like I don't want to just sit there and just, play the game because i like it i want to sit there with my friends and play this game and all of us get scared you know mm -hmm. like and so stories some fun stories like yeah. watching the movie you remember your reaction or you remember looking over at your friend who has another equally great reaction or how the audience acted like you know going to see a quiet place in the theater like it, mm -hmm. they had they made that movie so quiet that you could hear the person you know three rows down eating their popcorn or the freaking idiot who decided to drop their metal tin of popcorn everywhere and scared the crap out of everybody in the audience then is <laughs> so loud. And so like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an experience. It's so fun. Mm -hmm. Like, especially when you go see it in theaters and stuff, like 
make it a point to go, you know. Andrew, yep. where can people find you on the internet? More of you. Segway. I'm a graphic designer. <laughs> I do graphic design things. I've been working on Alex's uh been working on your logo for your uh your videography business yeah. for about two years now. <laughs> One day. I am working on it, but I'm also like, as soon as a paid client comes in, I'm like, sorry, Alex. I'm going to put that to the but, side. Yeah. But I, I do graphic design, um, you know, you know, you know, pick all the cliche things for a graphic designer, you know, music, mm-hmm. movies, coffee. Yeah. And so I, my Instagram is the best thing, you know, to get a hold of me or a way to see what I'm doing in life and stuff. And that's sexanddesign.ai. Um, that would be my Instagram handle. I do have a Twitter handle. I think it's the same thing, but I don't tweet. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I do on the rare occasion that I do. It's really not that funny or anything. I don't really do anything. So um, basically what he's saying there is if you want to go and roast him about his terrible horror movie <laughs> opinions, yes. you should go, you should go reach out to him on Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. Andrew, Make thank sure you. Make sure to follow me first <laughs> as long as then you follow you andrew he doesn't as care as you want. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's your new policy as long as you follow us you can yeah. do whatever you want yep that's you, it that's all, that's all matters <laughs> andrew thank you for joining us today tapping in real quick uh you've been listening yeah. to the popcorn hangover we've been talking about nope what were your thoughts on nope what are your thoughts on horror genres and our terrible horror opinions let us know over on instagram or tiktok and we can also you're all you can also find us on patreon at patreon.com slash popcorn hangover and until next time uh we'll see you later